0: Merry Christmas, Stevie. Thank you. <laughs> a whole week. I'm gonna be out at Sunset Station. You oh, get a whole yeah. Week. yeah. Yeah. So I'll I'll take it. All right. And then Chuck Esposito's sitting here going, Oh hell. <laughs> Brian's gonna be here the whole week. Man. I get the Grinch for a week. What the
1: hell? You know, Chuck Stevie, is- I I don't
2: know.
0: Yeah, thanks for having us out here, Bud. We love doing this.
2: Ah, oh, it's uh, fun to have you guys out here for the week. Well, yeah, a little uh, we'll bonus have coverage. Fun. We'll yep. have some
0: fun. Uh, how was your weekend F- from the books perspective? How'd it go?
2: Uh, Saturday was was pretty good. You know, overall it was a little slow, but I think late in the day, uh, you had some really really good games. I mean, the game that really stood out was the uh, LSU Florida game. Although uh, USC and UCLA was a really good game, but you know, having Florida win that game or lose, having LSU win that game outright and knock down, you know, money line and, and teasers was was paramount. So overall, the- Saturday was a pretty good day.
0: Were there people that played the throwing the shoe angle?
2: Yeah, we had that prop up. How far would it go? I mean, <laughs> what? I mean, have you seen it? that? That? I was watching it. Well,
0: that. How about how about the Ball State game?
2: Yep, I know. There was the Stanford the band yep.
0: all over again.
2: I mean, I was thinking about how do you coach stuff like that? I mean, you think about Florida, oh. and they still have the game, of course, against Alabama, where they're a huge underdog. But but man, y- you come up with the stop. And you throw the shoe twenty yards. How do you coach that stuff?
0: The coaches, you shake your head. You
2: have to. You have. to.
0: Speaking of coaching, we get your take on. I get it, you. Know, but Gruden fires Gunther. You you got to try something, or you're doomed to repeat the same thing. And believe me, I think they're very. Those guys have a history of very close. I mean, that's bottom line. He's, and I made the analogy. It's like your goalie's given up three goals in the first five minutes. You're going to leave them, hang them out the dryer, or you're going to try to turn the game around. So he,
2: I, I don't know that it works, but it's something. They were, you know, extremely competitive twice with the Chiefs, could have won both games. Um, they had seemed to kind of turn the corner a little bit defensively. Uh, I know the last two games kind of get torched, giving up, you know, close to 200 yards rushing in back to back games. I, I always think it's hard, especially for a team that's still in it to make a coaching change this late in the season. I know it's Rod Martinelli, and, you know, he's a legend in coaching, and he's uh, been around for a long time. But, God, it just (laughs) seems like a tough move to make right now. Raiders have to win out. We know the Dolphins have back-to-back tough games. You know, they host the Patriots, very low number in that game. Dolphins have a host of injuries, um, and then they come out to Vegas. Raiders are going to have to win out and get some help, but I was just a little surprised. I know the defense hasn't been well, but just surprised that this late in the season, for a team that's still in it, you see a a big change like that.
0: How can you – it's football, and believe me, you guys are smart. You inflate numbers. But how do you, in good conscience, how could you step up to the plate in better Raiders game under the total? And you now you, you get the short week, and how much How much can Marinelli do between now and Thursday? And the Chargers are coming in, actually won a close football game. I mean, they've Which lost, is unreal. They've lost but, you know, so many, right. lower scoring
2: game, but... And it's a charger team, you know, with uh, with Eckler back um has really helped. I mean, I mean, you look at this kid. I mean, I think he had eleven carries for. 80-something yards yesterday and 10 receptions for for 70 yards. I mean, that offense was definitely missing him. I know Mike Williams is a little bit banged up, but Justin Herbert's played well. Uh, over the last few weeks, not quite as dominant as he was when he first became the quarterback. But we know in that league there's tape on these guys. I mean, anxious to see how Jalen Hurts, who, who the Eagles have named their starter for Week 15. Now you have a full week of tape on him. So... But, uh, yeah, Raiders, Chargers, Thursday Night Football, short week. These two teams played a few weeks ago. I think it was, what, 31-26. Hard to see this game not getting a lot of overaction.
0: You know, it's funny. I'm hearing you say this, and, man, Eckler, okay, you look at the the yardage he produced. He had nine catches. But those, per se, right, they're receptions because they were a pass. But they're not really. They're, it's like a controlled running play. It's just a little swing pass. Right. Get him out in space, and I'm sitting here going, "Oh my God, why don't the Bills do that?" Because they don't. They don't get the running backs involved. They, although I would give them credit, they took. They ran. They closed the game out. They had a seven-minute drive and ended the game. But for the most part, it's Allen running around, slinging, making plays, which is great. But you have to run the football, and I'm like. Those are so valuable and smart plays just to get get your running back out there in space. You've got to make the linebackers in the corners respect the running backs.
2: Yeah, no, I agree with you. I, I just just backtrack a little bit. And you, and you talk about, you know, Allen and the success that he's had and, and Diggs, who leads the league in receptions now. I mean, if you're a Minnesota Viking fan and you had that running game with Cook and you had receivers like Thielen and, and Diggs, there was – I mean, you understand – I think Diggs' frustration now and Thielen's frustrations. They led the league last year in yards per reception, but were second to last in actually receptions. So that's a serious problem with, with cousins, I think, getting them the ball. And and I think you look at Buffalo now and with those two running backs with, with uh with Singletary and and with Moss. They still have time to to get those guys out in space and do things, but I love Josh Allen, buddy. I've I've told you many times that he is one of the best young quarterbacks. And the fact that the team and the fans and everybody in Buffalo has embraced this 24-year-old, and it still goes back to me. The game last Thanksgiving against Dallas, when he fumbled the snap, and the way he he had the the thought process to pick it up and jump over the pile, and the way he did it. Took on linebackers he, and linemen. And... He he's just a guy. That has the it factor. Is he going to sling it around and make some bad decisions? Heck yeah! But he's 24, and what he's done the last couple of years there—the growth process—and the fact that they went out and got Beasley, they got you know Smoky Brown, who's been hurt, but they went out and got Diggs to give him that extra weapon, and he has utilized it to the fullest.
0: By the way, you know, you never know when you're dealing with this stuff. But Diggs, is funny, when the Bills got him, I'm like, okay, let's see how this works. But I went and watched, like, you know, one of those, go on YouTube and a highlight sure. thing. I was like 20 minutes just watching this kid. I'm going, he's always open. And, I, you know, in his run-after-catch mm-hmm. stuff, I'm like, oh, my God. I mean, okay. Now, gets, it's, all, it's, was all about it's all about with the his attitude, and right. the, the, yep. the stuff, the stuff yep. they were worried about. Chuck, I got to tell you, when you say, is perception reality... They rave about him. Yeah, that he has embraced everything and the games that he doesn't get the ball and he he still gets it a lot. I mean, he he threw an, one of the best blocks of the year. He 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 cut a guy in two last week uh, when Dawson Knox scored a touchdown. I mean, he's doing everything and he he loves it there and. He, he seems happy you know, and
2: him and Josh Allen seem to get along so well. They bonded in the offseason when the trade was made and and I don't mean this to, to sound to come out bad, but when the trade's made to, to Buffalo and, and your digs, I mean, you have to think like they sent him to Siberia a little bit. Right. You no, know, like I, I get like it. They sent him you know to I, I can't believe you're saying that. Because yesterday
0: this kinda of popped in my head. Money's money, money talks. But if you're a free agent, and when the time comes and you're going to pick your spot, wouldn't you think that a lot of quality guys would actually say, I want to go there. Allen's there. The future's bright there. And those guys look like they're having the time of their lives there. And They are now. Right. They are now. Right. But, I'm, but to the point where when you're trending up, shouldn't that, or isn't
2: it likely that it would open – some doors for some free agents? I, I would think so. I mean, I don't think that's the mindset if you're not playing well. And, I mean, Diggs went from a, a domed stadium uh, in Minnesota and a team that was you know on the cusp of the playoffs every year that he was there and had one of the most dynamic young running backs in the league in Delvin Cook um but you know my just my initial thought when that trade went is like they really sent him away like they were kind of sending him a message like fine you want you were yeah. unhappy we're sending you to buffalo and we didn't know for sure i mean no. allen they were they were more of a kind of a running team a little bit last year didn't have quite that that same passing attack um defensively they were stout they played low games and and if you're digs you have to think god i'm going to arguably the the coldest place I can go, weather is definitely going to well, be a factor. It's not as cold as Minnesota. <laughs> well, but you're in a dome stadium. Oh, that's right. at, You know, do living, though. Right. No, no. Uh, to play in, you're, you're playing in yeah. a stadium where wind and rain and snow and, and cold. Uh, you're you're going to be outdoors in, in uh, November, December, January. It's not really the most advantageous situation for a guy that wants to be open deep when those conditions, and they've made the most of it and have been phenomenal.
0: I don't know about you. Um, the why, why I'm really excited is the defense for the Bills is getting healthy. And believe me, they're getting close to what they've been the last few years. And the offense has grown leaps and bounds. I enjoyed the hell out of that first half last night. I mean, I thought the Bills were going to the locker room down. So did I, right. And they get the pick six. But that in, in an era with the passing and the up and down, that game was nasty, man. Those, the, that the weather, that, the, that yeah. Steelers defense though, they are aggressive and physical and that was a backyard that was a back alley fight. That was fun to watch. It was, it was something little,
2: different. It was a lot of fun to watch. And I think both those two teams are are dangerous teams. In the, in the AFC. And I know the Steelers have lost back-to-back games now after winning 11. They were forced to play, you know, three games in 12 days. And, you know, the receivers have struggled a little bit. They haven't it's been Deontay as dominant. Johnson, he can't catch. Well, I mean, Clay, He's terrific. Claypool went through that, too. He only had three receptions yesterday. And, and I think over the last month, they both had a bad case of the drop season. That's why you've seen Washington in a lot more. Um, you know, they, they finally got Connor back. They just look a little bit out of sync. Um, they, they do play the Bengals next week, which is a game that, you know, they they won with Burrow 36-10 a few weeks ago, so they'll be fine. Cool. You got time for another segment? I'm here, buddy. All
0: right, we'll do one more segment with our bud, Chuck Esposito. We're thrilled to be out here. Uh, locally, we got Vegas Hockey Allen coming up top of the hour. Uh, come on, guys. Let's go. We got to get an announcement on the NHL season. Dave Shane. Golden Knights beat reporter for the Review Journal will be our guest. It is a Monday Sportsbook Radio on the Sports Grid Radio Network right here at AM 1400 KSHP. Back with Stevie Slapshot and Chuck Esposito in a moment. Stick around. AM 1400, KSHP, and on the Sports Grid Radio Network on a Monday, out here with Chuck Esposito. And the Monday night game, bud, we'll get to your Bears. Don't worry, I I didn't forget. You better say that. No, uh, let's start with your Bears. Our buddy Cam Stewart, by the way, I was talking to Cammy yesterday, and uh, I got to send him a text. It was a great call. He said, of all the games, we're just shooting the breeze. We're going to be doing a hockey show with Cam down the road. And we're just shooting the breeze. And he goes, I, I, of all the games, he's I think I love the Bears. He goes, all the money's unused. He goes, I love the Bears. But he was right. They, they won for fun.
2: You know, it's weird. I think maybe to some degree we heard so much chatter about how the Bears messed up. You know, could have had Mahomes, could have had Watson. Mahomes went in there last year and, you know, held up the fingers of, you know, when he was picked compared to when they picked Drabisky. And now the talk was, you know, Watson went 10 picks later at 12, and he was going to come in and do the same thing. I think the defense showed a lot of, you know, kind of spunk and moxie yesterday and and stepped up and played well. But, I mean, and maybe it's just an illusion at this point, but, you know, over the last three weeks since Mitchell Joubiski was – was put back at starting quarterback. You know that there's only one quarterback in the league that has more touchdown passes than him? And it happens to be Aaron Rodgers? Can and I, he's actually the ninth-ranked quarterback over that, that you stretch? You watch them
0: every play. I mean, you know, like, I know, like, you know, I've have just every seen play. every Billson. And I'm
2: play. critical even and, when oh, they win. Okay,
0: so, okay, you're the guy to ask. I mean, you're in, you know, you're good, great opinion, and you've watched every play. Is it possible... I, mean, I think he was un- held to an unfair high standard. and, and the, But that's the weight of expectations. He's making the money to give the guy a pass. But has, look, if you wanted to draw a comparison, and I think Allen mobility and all this other. But the first year Allen was running around and he's a an incredible athlete and doing this, he had no one to throw to. Last year they got him Brown and Beasley, and that was part of his progression. Now you add Digs to Brown and Beasley, and you look at what he's become. Well, he he is getting better, but clearly the weapons around him are night and day better. Has Trubisky ever had good enough talent around him, and has he been put, do you believe, by the coaches in a position to succeed? Do you still see
2: growth and upside from him? I do still see growth and upside. I just w- worry about now that... I don't think that there's anything that can change the overall perception. And you'd have to give him a new deal to stay there since his, they didn't exercise his fifth-year option. And I think when you look at the talent around him, um, having a, a Allen Robinson, having a David Montgomery, drafting an Anthony Miller and a, and a Mooney, and going out and get Jimmy Graham and Cole Komet. But the key the is – has been
0: white thing there. Yeah, well,
2: that it. was prior to it's him. Prior, but, but, but really the, the key for the Bears was is more the offensive line. And I think Matt Nagy's insistence on putting the Kansas City offense – in Chicago, they just didn't have the same skill set. They didn't have a Kelsey. They didn't have a Tyreek Hill. Um, They didn't have a, a Kareem Hunt at running back. And I think you looked at it and you were trying to put that square peg into a round hole and it wasn't going to exist. He didn't adapt right. And I think you put Drew Bisky in an unfair position, especially with the offensive line. The Bears have played better of late and established a running game of late. It's because that it's the same offensive line now, even though they're not... Harold, You know, people don't know their names. They've played three straight games now, and you've seen Montgomery be able to run the ball. I think the last three games are going to be interesting. I mean, they play Minnesota, which might be a game to get one of those two teams on the cusp of a wild card spot. They play at Jacksonville, which is a really winnable game. But Week 17, they play the Green Bay Packers, who might be sitting as still the number one seed in the NFC. If they were to knock them off and run the table, I guess you have to look at it. I just don't think now, regardless of what happens, that there aren't some major changes in Chicago. And I just don't know if it's Pace, um, uh, you know, Drew and Nagy, if it's some combination of that. But I, I-, I just don't see uh Biscayne being the Bears quarterback next year.
0: But, I mean, at that bottom rung there, uh, the NFC, not without hope. I
2: mean, I- no, I mean right. you're still, I mean, you're breathing. As as goofy as it sounds, had they not relinquished that double-digit lead in the fourth quarter against the Lions, they would be a wild-card team, or they'd be tied with Arizona right now for that spot, and you'd be talking about that they got off to a hot start, stumbled and hit that speed bump in the middle of the season, and have an opportunity to finish strong, but the defense played better yesterday, six sacks, they created turnovers, they got the safety, I really feel, B, that all that Watson chatter about, you know, he's going to come in and do exactly what Mahomes did. They were a spirited bunch. Uh, you know, Do they have enough to make a push? I don't know. I'm a Bears fan. It was fun to watch. I, I thought Trubisky played a good game. Allen Robinson looked good. I mean, Montgomery had an 80-yard run early in that game, but the Texans aren't a good team against the run, so they were able to establish something that gave Drubisky a little bit more wiggle room. But, again, I go back over the last three weeks, only one quarterback has more TD passes than him, and it's Aaron Rodgers. And he's the ninth-ranked, I believe, quarterback overall um, in the league. So, hey, that is encouraging. encouraging. Is it but you still look at all the bad games and I think that's gonna outweigh what the good games are unless somehow they really run the table and are able to beat Green Bay week seventeen. I think that's the only way you entertain not moving on from some combination of those three. Okay, tonight, Baltimore three
0: minus twenty, uh forty five and a half. First
2: first order is is three and a half in play? I don't think so. Okay. I- I'm I'm kind of stunned it's gotten to where it is, right. but I think it's, it's such a big game now. I mean, even for Cleveland, they're right behind the Steelers. Um, I think it's such, but it's such a big game for Baltimore because if you and I and, and Stevie and the guys in here from the Friday shows, if we talked about the Ravens, um, you know, four weeks ago, six weeks ago, eight weeks ago, we weren't talking about them not making the playoffs, and they might not make the playoffs. They're on the outside looking in. But after this game, they've got games. I I believe against. They're like, Jacksonville, Cincinnati, the Giants. I think they have, they have a— They have the Jags, Giants, and Bengals. Right, that's what I just said. Yeah, yeah, they have a very winnable three-game stretch. But this is the game. If they can win this game, I fully expect them to win the table yeah. and sneak into that— wild you know, to be a wild-card team. But well, a and loss— they
0: know. they know the Raiders— and Dolphins are good, and they play each other, and they play two weeks. And
2: the Dolphins have a tough game against the Patriots here. What's you know, I think the betters looked at this game and said, "Hey, they they they've covered against the Browns seven of the last ten times they they've played. They beat them handily. Um, you know, the second time they played last year, and they beat them opening game this year. And it's a much bigger game to them. And they got healthy now. You've got Jackson and Andrews. Um, they really have been an underachiever of late. But Cleveland, I think, has the recipe to beat them because they can run yep. and they can play some defense.
0: I was gonna I'll call my shot here. The, the weather you look at it's 35 degrees and there's 20 mile an hour winds 21 mile an hour winds now. but the, even if the weather wind is the thing, but there's just something to me that says you know what Cleveland put all these points up against Tennessee. And you got Lamar Jackson running around. I'm thinking this is an under. I think this is a lower-scoring game. I think Cleveland runs the football. I just look at that game last week. The Cowboys are the biggest bunch of idiots. The the M.O. is out there how to defend this guy as best you can. He is still going to make a play or two that's incredible because he's that good. But you don't blitz or rush this guy from the edge. Yeah, but what did he get against the Cowboys? Like Ninety plus yards rushing. And the team a, they
2: had it, over two hundred yards. rushing. It was rushing.
0: such an idiotic game plan yep. that I think I think Baltimore uh, Baltimore will be a little pressed. To score, I think I think Cleveland will have a much better ba- because the the blueprint's been out there, and then the Cowboys come in and are blitzing.
2: Well, I mean the Cowboy defense is a major question mark anyway, and I think there there's a lot more issues there. I think you you look at Cleveland though. I mean I know that Mayfield had the the four four uh, first-half touchdowns last week against Tennessee. But, you know, prior to that, he had one touchdown in four games. So, th- they have to be able to run the ball. And when you've got a, a healthy Chubb and a healthy Kareem Hunt, you, you have to be able to run the ball. And I think that's the key. I mean, Stefanski, who's the head coach there, came from Minnesota. They ran with Cook and Matson. He's duplicating that in Cleveland right now. But I really like that Cleveland defense, especially with, with Miles Garrett and the way that they can put pressure on. I'm kind of anxious to see how they how they look tonight? If they were to to win this game. I mean, they're only one game behind the Steelers, and they'd have they'd come off back-to-back big wins against Tennessee and Baltimore. But I, but again, I do think it's a much bigger game to the Ravens because I see them winning out the last three weeks based on you know a strength of schedule. This is a huge game, but I'm surprised it's gotten to where it is. I just don't think the hook gets on it. If it does, I can't imagine it doesn't get bought back in a second.
0: Again, the STN mobile app, you get the hundred-dollar sign-up bonus if you don't have it get it, and you get a $100 sign-up bonus when you uh, open your account. And I'm sitting here looking at on the game props you've got on the STN app. You've got Lamar Jackson listed at 64 and a half yards rushing.
2: Well, again, he's going up against a very good defense. you know. And, and I do think, though, for Jackson, I think he's got to become more of a passer. I saw that last year. I mean, having Mark Andrews back is big. Uh, I don't understand why that Hollywood Brown isn't their version of Tariq Hill. You look at kind of size and stature and speed, that's how he should be. Yet every time he is behind the secondary, the throw is off to the side, it's underneath. And it's hard to compare Jackson to Mahomes because the skill set's different. Although both really talented guys. Um, I think he's gotta become a little bit more of a passer because we saw it last year in the postseason. season, teams that, that that pressure him and don't enable him to run a lot and either have the lead in the game or make it a close game, he hasn't won that postseason game or that big game that he's had to. So, you know, I would lean towards the under, but that's just me because I think Cleveland's defense is going to force him to maybe try to throw tonight.
0: It's funny. You think about but the game's in a good place. It wasn't that long ago, maybe six, seven, eight years ago, he had maybe seven really good quarterbacks, and then the drop-off was immense. So many good quarterbacks now in the league. But well, you know what's fun? We're watching in their prime. And I think, you know, Larry Fitzgerald, sure. And Rodgers and Breeze and the quarterbacks we get. But I'm just thinking of two guys right now. I mean, in their prime, what we're watching, to me, it looked like first ballot Hall of Famers, Donald with the Rams is a oh, monster. Yeah. And Kelsey.
2: Is absolutely incredible as a tight He is uncoverable. He he's redefined the position. And you know, I, I think when you look at the Raiders and they. they... And I'm looking at Waller with the Raiders. To me, after Kelsey, he's that tight end. But they get away from him at, at intervals of you know drive after drive, and then they go back to him for two or three plays. And uh, I think he should be utilized more like that. Andrews is like that, but Kelsey's a game changer. I think what he does underneath helps that team create what they do for Tyreek Hill because they're so worried about this guy. You're absolutely right. He's uncoverable. He's a faster version of Gronk. Right, and and you have a quarterback who can throw. Underhand, who can throw with his left hand? <laughs> his back. Who, 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 left looks like, who looks like Dan Quisenberry out there when he's throwing sidearm? I mean, uh, and, and he always has this guy underneath that's wide open. So linebackers are creeping up, safeties are creeping up, and it creates more of a one-on-one for Tyreek Hill. All right, bud. Thank you. We can't. We're gonna do this. We're all
0: excited, man. We'll be out here all week.
2: I'm. I'm glad you guys are here. It's and, always great to have. And you. we do again. We tell people when
0: you're coming in from out of town, and we get back to normal. Think about staying at a local joint and come and hang out with us when we have our football and hockey parties. You'll absolutely love it. All right, Chuck, we'll be talking during the week. Thank you, buddy, for having us out.
2: Thanks for being here, B. I appreciate it.
0: We're taking a timeout. Come back. We'll put a lid on Sportsbook Radio, AM 1400, KSHP, sports Grid Radio mm-hmm. Network.
2: SportsGrid.com. Betting
0: insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge?
1: Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Don't think of us as a place to just hear sports talk. Think of us more as an all-you-can-listen buffet of live odds, lines, matchups, injury reports, and news you can use. We are the Sports Grid Radio Network.
0: All right, heading to the top of the hour. Lunchtime with the line makers out at Sunset Station this week, and we'll have some good fun with Chuck and all our regular guests throughout the course of the week. Thanks to Tony Neville, he was on with us in the first hour. He'll be with us tomorrow uh, in this hour. But what we uh, generally do, we uh, call this short little window at the end of the hour a minute and a half or two minutes of Stevie's thoughts.
1: <coughs> Great. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> yeah, I'm, uh, you, you guys were talking about this game tonight. I, I normally love... Cleveland in this spot. They it's a it's a division rival that they lost the first game to and Cleveland's the dog. And I normally just play this blindly and, and it wins more than it loses. I'm probably gonna take the three. If if I can find the, if I'm lucky enough to find the three and a half, I'll love that. But I'll but I'll take the three. But I I don't I'm nervous about it. I, I, Baltimore seems to have Cleveland's number. And so I'm I'm going to be on Cleveland, but I'm 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 going to be shaking in my boots. You know what? I everything you said
0: is spot on, my friend. To the point where I don't know that I I trust either one. I think they're both capable of really good things, but I'm more inclined to say I think I like it uh, to be low scoring. I, I think I I think they'll defend. Jackson better with a spy and and you know my, let Miles Garrett do his thing, but don't be sending the house man. Make this guy be a quarterback, and then you get the Cleveland running game and the clock's running. It's 35 degrees, 20 mile an hour winds. Maybe I'm nuts, but I, I think it's uh, I think uh, Justin Tucker will be busy in the game. The kickers will be busy.
1: You are nuts, but I do agree with all that. And the wind will be a factor tonight, Brian. And I think that the wind is going to help you keep that that score under. I agree.
0: All right, brother man. I uh, appreciate you flying the ship for us. Do you have the landing gear down? Yeah, we're I got two. I got <laughs> my, two wheels. My my seats in the upright and locked position. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, buddy. It could be bumpy. No, no, no. It feels like a crosswind. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're in Cleveland. <laughs> we're almost down. All right. Uh, we'll be back. Vegas Eagles coming up next with Dave Shinke. Should be fun. Uh, thanks for joining us, Sportsbook Radio. Uh, from the KSHB studio, Stevie, I'm at Sunset Station. Thanks for joining us on the Sports Good Radio Network.